everybody. I'm Gary Ebersol. Richard Kipling here. And I'm Randy Schultz. Welcome to Camp Codger, a podcast for people in their golden years. Join us to hear rocking chair wisdom from three old guys. This week, Richard and Randy are taking on an issue that often goes unnoticed during the holiday season, senior loneliness and isolation. Our guest, Beverly Ventress, leads a group of senior centers in Los Angeles and is acutely aware of this holiday challenge. Before we get started, we want to share with our listeners the results of a recent survey we sent you. We're extremely interested in hearing what kind of topics you thought we should discuss in Camp Codger and, as important, what you are not interested in hearing. It turns out most of you prefer informational topics over nostalgia. At the top of the survey results were health and fitness, technology for seniors, senior travel, and retirement. In the coming weeks and months, we'll do our best to include these topics in our episodes. Coming in a close second were money and finance, end-of-life planning, as well as downsizing in retirement communities. We'll be certain to cover these topics periodically, but less frequently than your top preferences. Bringing up the rear were boomer music and good old days, which were not high on your list. We hear you, but sometimes we might not be able to control ourselves and will no doubt jump into the Wayback Machine for a random stroll down memory lane. Thanks so much for taking time to respond. Your feedback was really important, and we're laying out our 2024 schedule with your guidance in mind. Richard? It's the holiday season. Hooray! All that joy and cheer and bustling around to see friends and family. That's the feeling we want to experience, the feeling that most of us anticipate from past holidays. But truth is, for many seniors, the holidays are a time of loneliness and isolation. It's a time when many have few friends to talk to, when family is too far away, when nothing seems to relieve the routine of being alone. According to the CDC, nearly one-fourth of adults age 65 and older are socially isolated. Older adults are at increased risk for loneliness and social isolation because they are more likely to face factors such as living alone, chronic illness, and hearing and sight loss. We hope on today's show to look more deeply into this phenomenon. We want to see what we seniors, as well as friends and other family members, might do to ensure that this holiday season and the new year are not dark, lonely places for our older friends and loved ones. To help us do that, we've invited Beverly Ventress to Camp Codger to chat with us about how to recognize loneliness in seniors and what we can all do to make their world less lonely. For the past nine years, Beverly has been president and CEO of Valley Intercommunity Council, or VIC, a group of three LA-based senior centers that deliver services both at the centers and at homebound seniors' homes. These hubs for seniors, which will celebrate their 60th year in 2024, are abuzz with activities that play an essential role in many seniors' lives. Welcome to Camp Codger, Beverly. Well, thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here and to share and learn also from all of you. Really excited to participate in this podcast. 
So why don't we start by hearing from you a little more about what services VIC does provide, how many seniors it serves, and what your experience has been with lonely seniors. The different activities that we offer include meals. Again, we uh, fight against food insecurity. And then we have what are called evidence-based activities to keep seniors active and this becomes and has become recognized as increasingly important because it provides the socialization that is so important. Uh, and I always say to people, our meals serve as the magnet to come to the centers where they can then enjoy the companionship of many others around a table. We, we like to say breaking bread at FIC provides different layers. You can be sitting next to somebody from a different country, and by virtue of sharing a meal around a table over a period of time, you begin to know and understand, as we say, the other much better, and it helps to break down barriers. Hmm. So again, we have the meals they come to enjoy just different recreational, educational activities, and also field trips to different places that many of these seniors would not be able to visit. And we also provide transportation to bring seniors to the centers and take them to doctor visits. And working again to mitigate that lack of socialization and the different after effects of that. Loneliness, not everybody as they get older are lonely, but many are through the lack of socialization. That's it kind of in a broad stroke. We, we like to say that uh, it could be a neighbor down your street. There could be a, an older woman or man who is really in need of friendship, companionship. Look to that, be connected, and I encourage everybody during, especially the holidays, reach out uh, an act of kindness and see it could be just the neighbor down the street that might appreciate contact during this time of year, all time, but particularly we know during the holidays. Let me ask you this, 27% of U.S. seniors, according to the Pew organization, live alone. How do you reach those people that live alone? If they are lonely, they're not apt to reach out to you, are they? So how do you reach them? Well, it's really through often word of mouth. It is through maybe their own doctors. We provide the pipeline, but you, you are on target with many living alone. And that is one of the areas of great concern. There, there's now a name for it called solo agers. And yes, you know, and this falls a lot on women because women are living longer than their husbands. How does the neighbor know? Well, we do outreach. We do outreach to the churches in the community. We do outreaches through, like a Rotary Club. Uh, we do outreach through our board members who are connected in the community. So they become each unto themselves a conduit into the community. We also have newsletters uh, that are distributed. Each 
Uh, each center gets a, a newsletter. So it really comprises different ways. There's not one way. It's the old thing if you're on a park bench with somebody next to you, say a word, an act of kindness. You never know what that person's day has been. So we all need to be more mindful of reaching out with this symbol of uh, connectivity. Beverly, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering as, as you tell those stories, when you're lonely, are you apt to reach out or is it a matter of those of us who are in the community need to, to reach out more? It happens both ways, but I do think it's really incumbent more of those of us that are still mobile and active in the community to be more inclusive. As I say, it could be an elderly person two doors down. Many older people are very embarrassed about their circumstances. Maybe need to be on our food program and we're just unaware of it and would love to have somebody to talk to a visiting program. So I think we need to be more aware, too, each individually in our own circumstances, on our own block. Also, just again, touching base with uh, maybe the minister of your church. Often the individual churches are very aware of seniors in need. Sometimes the senior needs a ride to a church service. So there's different ways that we can reach out rather than waiting for them to reach out. Many are embarrassed about their circumstances and don't do that. Do the drivers that deliver the meals to the homebound seniors, who by and large, it's almost a definition of loneliness, right? That they're home alone. They can't spend that five minutes. That isn't built into their program. That five minutes of interaction would be worth like you said, a day of not being lonely. The drivers often have 30 people they have right. to deliver to within a window of two and a half hours. So while there are a few moments, yes, of hello, Mrs. Smith, and they get to know one another because they're on the same route every day. Mm -hmm. I started an initiative for the drivers that were delivering food to those that were shut in. And that became a lot because all those that were coming to the centers could no longer come during the pandemic. They were shut down. So I said to, hearing this to all the drivers, take that five minutes and converse with the person you've been delivering to. Just take the time spend the time so they can tell a story. You can have a few moments. We started that in the really the beginning of the pandemic and it is still in effect today mm -hmm. because it became so popular. So again, take the time. Beverly, I'm wondering, we're talking about basically an older population of older folks, right? right. Uh, those are the, the folks that you, you folks deal with. What can the rest of us do to not be lonely during the holidays mm -hmm. and try to reach out and say hello and help those that might be more likely to be lonely? Assuming that they don't all have a, a great community center to go to or interact with, what can the rest of us do? 
Well, again, I emphasize about taking stock and thinking about those around you. Is there somebody, as I have said before, down the street? So many people walk today. And if you've been living in your neighborhood, you notice uh, who the neighbors are. Gee, there's, you know, Mrs. Smith, Smith, nobody has seen her in a while. They're taking over uh, some type of treat. And the holidays are great because it's, it won't seem odd. The holidays are about sharing. I think those are ways of connectivity. Mm. There's many ways if you uh, think about it in terms. And there's so many neighborhood events kind of going on. Offer to take somebody to one. You know, I think we'd be remiss if we don't address the question of health risks from loneliness. It goes beyond just being lonely. If you are lonely, you are at risk of a number of things. Can you talk to that, Beverly? Well, yes. In recent times, again, many of the things we're talking about is called social determinants. There's a name for that. And the pipeline, you have the isolation. Then the next step might be loneliness, not for everybody, but for many. And why is that so bad? Because it can then result in depression. And that's the real boogeyman in it, if you will. Depression can then, uh, there are studies that indicate that that can be the strongest um, indication of for declining health with seniors. It really is part of the mind-body connection. Depression can take away your zest for living, uh, a myriad of other things. So I think if you don't interrupt it, the depression is what can then perhaps uh, activate other things. And if we all live long enough, I think we have to battle something, don't we? So it's really early detection. I know my own doctor said to me on this kind of conversation, well, look, like... You and others of your age, you're looking for retirement. So are the soldiers in your body. (laughs) They're getting tired and worn out. They're not really doing their job. In other words, we're, we're marching, we're moving in a different chapter where things can happen. But if you, I believe if, and I think the evidence is showing that staying active, uh, having a sense of purpose, Uh, You never know what can be around the corner. Retirement is becoming more uh, an anachronism for a lot of people. Again, it's the job maybe or the activity they could never do when they were, you know, in our culture, people married younger. Uh, So you had to support a family. And so maybe you got caught in a job that really didn't fill you. So now's the chance. Well, you're an example of that, aren't you? Doing something that, uh, well, no, I'm serious. No, that's, that's a perfect segue because, you know, we call ourselves codgers on this show, um, but it's very tongue in cheek. We know we're getting older, but we're trying not to act old. And I love um, your earlier example of uh, the holiday season 
kind of presents a great foot in the door, if you will. Right. Uh, be, because it it's, tends to be a celebration. It tends to be a, a time for family and friends and, and everybody to get together. So it's okay if you take over some cookies to the next door neighbor. Right. You know, or go to the senior center. And I remember one, one time years ago, a, a group of friends uh, invited me to, to tag along and sing Christmas carols at a senior home. And it was so much fun because we got a reception you wouldn't believe. Everybody was so happy to see us. Uh, it was just a, a great moment of joy. So I would love to have us remember that uh, maybe fighting loneliness starts with us reaching out, especially during the holiday season. That's a good segue into a wrap for this. Whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or simply a winter fest, the holiday season is a time of family, food, cheer, and reconnecting on so many levels. For all too many seniors, though, reconnecting over the holidays is critical to their mental and physical well-being. And we can all, Beverly used this term, lean in to help make that happen. And she has offered up a multitude of ways to connect with other seniors. Her centers make sure that their seniors are not left in a sea of loneliness. So for Beverly and Randy and the rest, it's our turn. So we need to each find a way to make lonely seniors less lonely this holiday season. If I could just add for all of you out there, if you don't volunteer, please do volunteer, Mm -hmm. whether Mm -hmm. it's at a center or a thrift store, wherever. That's a a big message is uh, take time to volunteer. And another one to our listeners is that if you've discovered a good strategy for dealing with loneliness in yourself or others, please send it our way in a comment. We'll let the rest of the camp know about your good ideas. See you in camp soon. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to Camp Codger in your favorite podcast app or sign up on our website. As always, we would love to hear from you. Drop us an email at campcodger at gmail.com, post a comment at www.campcodger.com, or leave a voicemail at 505-216-6171.